This week's Four Questions Journalist Spotlight is brought to you by Lefts Atlanta Media, Atlanta's best journalist database. Subscribe at leftsatlantamedia.com. Welcome to another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. We are talking this morning or this afternoon or this evening, depending on when you're listening to this, with Dana Fow, who's one of the investigative reporters on the iTeam at Fox 5 here in Atlanta. Hey, Dana, how are you? Good morning. Good evening, whatever it is. To you. It's That's, morning here. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's morning here, and uh, you know, millions of people will be watching this at all different times. So there we go, <laughs> or, or maybe dozens. You never know. <laughs> millions, dozens. You know, it's all in perspective. So let's let's jump right in. So what what I'd like to do is just kind of first kind of give you a little background about about you and how you got to where you are at Fox Five, and then we'll talk specifically about what your job is and what the I-team does at, at Fox 5. Yeah, I was a newspaper major in college, um, did internships at the, you know, Richmond Times-Dispatch, um, all sorts of things. I worked in Governor Wilder's press office as an intern. Um, and then I thought, oh, I want to try a couple of other things. And I tried a PR internship, which that's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did a television internship I, I a lot of them I did probably nine internships and uh you know I then I started out at an AM radio station in Richmond a jazz station I was a DJ <laughs> anyway um five dollars an hour and then um I got my first television news job in Lynchburg Virginia and then I went to Chicago and then I came here and I've been here for I don't know 25 years Started out cop beat, about three years later, moved over to um, the investigative unit, Fox 5 IT, and I'm still there. Although it's morphed in the last couple of years. All right, so that's a great segue, almost like you planned that. So <laughs> so, ha, so you said it morphed, so how did it start and what has it morphed into? Um, you know, it was more um, consumer watchdog. We, you know, we looked at products, we explored those sorts of things. And then it became clear that people wanted and needed more basic consumer information. And then that flourished, particularly in the pandemic. I mean, my goals and for reaching people and the information that people needed changed. They needed to know about unemployment. They needed to know how to refinance their home. They um, needed to know where that stimulus check was coming and why it was delayed. And it's been a, an amazing public service. And I did not anticipate liking it as much as I do. I feel like you know, I really connect. People need this information. They stop me in grocery stores and say, Thank you. Uh, I didn't know this. Um, I trust you. And uh, which my mother thinks is funny. I mean, I'm 55 years old, but my mother still thinks I'm 16. And she said, people come to you for financial advice. <laughs> they did, mom. They did. <laughs> I also clean my room now. <laughs> and, and make your own breakfast and don't leave. And make my own there. breakfast. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually have a child of your own. So, so yeah. yeah. So how about that? Uh, <laughs> so. So uh, how would you say, because you've got, so your I-team is is yourself and Randy Travis and Dale Russell, right? Right. And I, I won't give away the, the secret people who go undercover, so we'll, we'll keep, right. that, we'll keep that, that a secret. Uh, so so Dale and Randy, would you would you say that they're, they do a, a, something different from what you're focused on? 
A little bit. You know, Dale's always keeping government accountable, as is Randy. And, um, you know, I, I probably go, a, Randy and I cross over a bit. You know, at, when the pandemic ends, I, I'll probably wrap back around and hold, you know, um, contractors accountable and that sort of thing. But um, that's just not what I have done in the last year. And it's been really, really nice to do something different, do something people needed and do something people were hungry for. And so when we get back out of this, we will again be able to talk about uh, the travel agent who uh, took your money and ran, that sort of thing, because people will be living normal lives again. Uh, we hope so, right? Well, so yeah. the, so. I know. I remember we, we talked last year, and the the unemployment aspect of what was going on last year was was so huge for you, and you were doing so many stories on that. Do do you feel like that? Had, I mean, it seems like that had a huge amount of impact with you and your viewers. When I do a story and say unemployment, the phone lines apparently because I'm not in the office, I'm at home in a spare bedroom. Um, ring off the hook. I am looking at my inbox right now. I have 10,000 emails. I never used to juggle more than a thousand. <laughs> and this, like, if I, it's particularly challenging because I do, if I do an unemployment story on a Friday, it will just build up over the weekend. I clearly can't get to all of them, but that is how important this is to the viewer. So from, from your take over the last six or eight months or so, how has how have people been doing with employment and unemployment? Are you, are you feeling like it's getting better, getting worse, staying about the same? I, it's about the same. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really frustrating for people. And as soon as the Department of Labor gets a system and software in place and a design that works, then the, you know, the second stimulus package has different rules, different regulations. They have to change how the, you know, the, the safety um, nets work. And then that causes a backlog. I mean, there's frustration all the way around. Um, we try to guide people. Uh, periodically, I'll just do a story and say, these are the top four reasons your unemployment check is you know, not in your bank account. Operator error. We'll go, to, we'll go through the list and hopefully that, um, that can help people um, correct this. I was at, with my hairdresser one day and she said, I have someone who cannot get her unemployment check. And I said, well, have you done this? She goes, oh, I'm sure we have. Well, she hadn't. They had, of course they had. <laughs> check was in the mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what's the, what, what's the most, uh, maybe, maybe most impactful, are there, are there, is there a story or two that stands out for you that you think, man, I'm, I'm glad I did that. That really made a difference over the last this year. This past year? Probably a lot, huh? Um, well, it's, it's unemployment. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not a sexy topic. Um, there's not a lot of great pictures. <laughs> it is simple, clean. This is what's going on with unemployment. This is how we can help you. Um, you know, whenever you go to a, speak to a journalism class, this, that, and the other, people will say, ooh, who have who, you met? Who's the most exciting person you've met? What's the most exciting story? And I can never answer that. To me, it's what we've done in the last year has been really exciting. People have turned to us. They rely on us. Uh, my email address is on all sorts of Facebook pages for how you collect your unemployment because they have 
learned they can trust us and that we are here to help them. That's great. So are there some topics that you're looking at over the next month or two that you that you need to uh, need expertise on or want to really want to be working on that uh, people either should be looking out for, maybe people can help you with. Um, We're getting into tax season and all that. Yeah. I mean, you know, the tax deadline has been extended. So, you know, we'll want to talk about that, what that means. Um, But, you know, I just interviewed a woman and we'll have this on shortly. And she called us and said, listen, I am 83 years old. And I have been getting a call all day. Medicare called me and they want to come over and and, and do my um, COVID uh, test. And she said, I told them I've already had one. I just had one. Well, you have to have it every month. So and, and gave the name of the lab and this, that and the other. That is a continuing issue. These labs that call on behalf of your doctor and come and do these tests or, um, they can be scamming you for your personal identification or they can be collecting money. And then when you do need something and you, you know, go to your insurance provider, they're like, Oh, you're already, we've already paid out on this. Um, It is a continuing issue. And I think it's really confusing for some of these folks. She called us because she said, I want to put a face on this. I'm 83 years old and these people are jackals and I want to um, communicate my story. Yeah, I mean, we hear all kinds of different scams going on, and that's obviously one of them. People trying to, you know, they they're getting these folks are getting money or information or something. They're they're getting a benefit out of. Sometimes you look at these things like, what are these people getting out of it? But you know, just the information in and of itself can be all they need to. Right. I walked into a home one time of a man who could not speak, and there were literally boxes and boxes and boxes um, set up of. Um, um, medical supplies that wow. he clearly never ordered. <laughs> I mean, boxes. <laughs> so, all right. So let's let's get over to the kind of the fun side of Dana a little bit. I told you this was going to happen. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what what is something cool and fun that people might not know about about Dana? So, you know, it could be a hobby or things you collect or something fun you do. I'm in a band. You're in a band? Okay, cool. And, well, and I know a lot of people are in bands, but it was a couple of years ago, all the kids on the street started playing the ukulele. And I had happened to say to my neighbor, I've always wanted to play an instrument, but we didn't have the money growing up. It just didn't work out. And she said, hey, I just got a ukulele. I'm going to learn how to play it. And I ordered one right there on my phone. It arrived like two days later, and I sat down. And I learned to play that ukulele. My husband's a musician, and um, <laughs> he laughed at first. But then, you know, a couple months into it, he said, you're pretty good at this. This is, wow. And so anyway, uh, all of these ladies in the neighborhood said, well, we want to do this too. So literally once a week for probably a year we would get together on Fridays and teach each other how to play this ukulele and then we we made a band the ukuleles and um <laughs> we're not amazing by any stretch of the imagination but you know what when the elementary school opened its outdoor garden we played cool when somebody in the neighborhood has a lot <laughs> you know like a little porch party 
we play. We are absolutely not great, but we love it and we have a really good time. And the pandemic has obviously put a, a damper on that. But when spring comes, we will practice again. <laughs> You know, beauty and uh, beauty, as they say, is in the eye of the beholder, and and sound as well. I, uh, yep. I, I kind of half taught myself to play harmonica a couple of years ago, and uh, I'm halfway. De- I'm halfway decent at it, halfway not really good at it, but right. You know. I feel like uh, you know it was just good for my brain. Yeah, music is great. Um, yeah, it's it's very relaxing, and and I, and it always sounds better in your ear than maybe. For other people, <laughs> people like. Well, now when I hear songs, I can say, like I heard a Neil Young song yesterday, and I said to my husband, "I can play that, right?" And he goes, "Yes, you can play that." So I'm going to get my ukulele out and see if I can play that. <laughs> we used to have a good camping band with our scout troop, and uh, it's kind of dwindled a that, bit. But uh, we would be a camping band. That's yeah. that's what we would be. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I'll play things sometimes, and. I asked my wife, you, you know that tune, right? She's like, I have no idea what that was. I said, that was the piano. That was Piano Man by Billy Joel, obviously. And she's like, no, that, that, not exactly. That, 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 that wasn't it. That was nowhere close to that. All right. So what's what's the last uh, book you've read that you want to admit to? Honestly, I'll tell you what I'm reading with my kid right now. It's got it's called Napkin Finance. Somebody gave her this for um, Christmas. And it is just darling. And she is 11, and she now is simple to read. And um, she is learning how to um, understand finance. We're reading it together, and it has been such a joy. I'm also, she's 11, I'm reading Untangled. Is that the name of it? I can never remember book names, but it is about girls. All right. Yeah. 11-year-old um, girls. Yeah, it's untangled. And uh, it's helping me understand why I don't understand her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you'll, you'll have a little roller coaster of that probably for the next 15 years. Yeah, right. well, we are now officially on the roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, good. Well, you, you're just now getting on, so you're probably better than some people, right? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll All right. See. Favorite Favorite Atlanta restaurant? that you may want to go back to it in person at some point. You know, um, we go, we like all restaurants and we're very food experimental, but we had a a thing that we did on Fridays as a family. Every Friday we'd go to ration and dram because my once picky eater kid, we went to France in 2017 and sat down and had escargot and she looked at it like, where has this been my whole life? I'm like, what? <laughs> you won't even eat a sandwich, but you want escargot. So um, they have escargot. So uh, okay. we go for snails on Fridays, and we are looking forward to the return of warmer weather, sitting outside, seeing old friends again. And uh, now that we are vaccinated, we hope we can get over there again soon for snails. Yeah, cool. All right, <laughs> favorite, favorite guilty pleasure? Other than ukulele. Donuts. Donuts. Okay, good. Where, where's your favorite donut? What's your favorite donut place? Um, I'll eat any donut. Any donut. I haven't had donuts in months and months because I have actually lost 15 pounds in pandemic. Um, and the other day I thought, I, I want donuts. I've been craving donuts for months and months and months. And I went to, I, there was a Dunkin'. So I drove by, got a dozen, ate two of them in the parking lot. 
fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Favorite local getaway. What's a good fun place to go? Favorite local getaway. Um, Place to go hike or get away from phones or row, row, row. You know, I, um, I like to walk around the neighborhood and I do it every Friday. I walk a couple of miles every Friday through the neighborhood and I love it. I love to go down different streets. Um, wherever we are, I like to just take off walking on foot and I like to see, um, people's houses, what they put in their yards. I like to see their paint colors. I just like to looky blue at people's houses. <laughs> do, you, do you have a, do you have a telescope? You can look in, I, you know, sometimes I, I just knock on the door. I have done that before. <laughs> All right. Favorite, favorite non-work hobby. Favorite non-work hobby. Um, my kid plays sports and I love to watch. We have a blast. Um, I wish I could still do that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm kind of jealous and uh, I love sitting on the sidelines, just being a sports mom. Love it. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. So is there anything, anything else about uh, the I team or, or, or your, your work that we haven't talked about that, uh, that Randy and Randy and uh, Travis, Randy's going to, and, and Dale are going to say, you should have told them about this. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> no, not really. Other than um, I think Fox five has done so well in the pandemic. We have been measured. We've given people what they need what they want. Um, We've been given a lot of latitude to respond to people the way that my, what I did shifted. Um, It's been a really good, the pandemic has been a really good working experience. And I think you're going to hear that from, well, I know you'll hear that from everyone on our team. Have you, uh, obviously you're still working from a, a home office. Have you been back to the station at all in a long time? I haven't been there in more than a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And hopefully every pair of high heels I own is under the desk. So fortunately I have not needed them in a year, but if I do, somebody's going to have to walk out some high heels because I do not have a single pair in this house. <laughs> or I pretty much quit wearing them in the pandemic. So I don't even know if they, they'll go on my feet anymore. <laughs> well, your, your feet are smaller now. So they probably, won't. Uh, maybe. so you gotta go, you gotta go buy all new shoes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Dana, thanks. We've been talking with Dana Fowl, Fox 5 I-Team. Thanks for joining us today, Dana. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Good to see everybody, hear everybody, or yeah, hopefully ab- we'll see each other soon again. We need absolutely. to have some sort of outdoor. We need to have a, a barbecue at your house when this is all said and done. Well, that sounds like a plan. I, I will. Yeah. Uh, I will talk to my party planner. Yeah. And, Please let Karen know. Set that up. Awesome. Well, thanks, Dana, and uh, tune in next week for another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. <laughs>